Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I want to start off this week with kind of giving a recap to the hellscape that Republicans are creating for Americans. What's troubling to me at this time is we are just a hand, hand full of weeks, like two weeks until the midterm elections, is that Democrats, once again, are not doing the type of loud microphone, megaphone, fucking burn the house down messaging that needs to happen in order to really signal and identify to the American people what it is that Republicans want to do in this country. And so today, I kind of want to stick with a couple of points that are happening right now that are happening underneath the radar. Folks are not fucking paying attention to. I'm doing multiple videos screaming from the rooftops every week. So here we go. First off, I want to bring your attention to what the Texas Public School Board is doing. So last week, they announced that they were going to be mailing home in Texas DNA kits to parents and caregivers so that they could identify their children in the event of an emergency. Now, I want to pause for one second and say, what in the entire fuck? This is so problematic on a number of levels, but let's just start with level one. Level one being that instead of creating gun safety measures in the state of Texas, which Greg Abbott, the governor, has decided, oh, to hell with, you know, we'll erase the age requirement. We'll allow anyone to get a gun with absolutely no waiting period whatsoever, because, you know, the more guns, the better. Doesn't matter that you had 19 children gunned down in their classroom. It doesn't matter that 
store shoppers who were gunned down in El Paso. It doesn't matter any, any of the fucking violence and mass shootings that have happened in Texas to get this governor to think to himself, maybe, just maybe, we don't take people's guns away, but maybe we make it a little bit more difficult for these motherfuckers to get a gun than it is to get a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. I digress. The reality here, though, for parents basically is what the state of Texas is signaling is just like, we're not going to do anything, right? You are basically sending your children to school on a hope and a prayer that they will return alive at the end of the school day, right? You're going to fucking roll the dice. And on top of doing so, because we know the ways in which AR-15s rip through bodies, and essentially render them unrecognizable, we're just going to give you this little kit that you can swab in your kids and send it off to some fucking lab in Texas, and then you'll be able to identify them later. What? That's level one. Let me bring you to level two. Level two is, who the fuck is going to be in control of that DNA? Because I sure as hell don't want anyone in Texas being in control of my DNA, right? Because they have a funny way of, you know, using it to arrest people, to drop DNA at crime scenes, to, I don't know, search and find people that are undocumented and then ship them off. I have no idea, but you think the worst of it. And that's probably what is happening in Texas. In no way, shape or form, does it make sense for this state to be asking parents and caregivers for DNA samples. No way. No way does that assuage the fear and anxiety that parents already have in sending their kids to school, knowing that they may not come home. No way does it feel safe or good to have the state of Texas that has, you know, this desire to lock up as many black and brown people as possible having your DNA that they can, again, put anywhere, do anything with. So if you are living in Texas, my advice to you, do not give them your DNA, your child's DNA. Don't give them your fucking cat or dog's DNA. Because this is the beginning of some bizarre fucking 1984 Black Mirror future that we don't want. Okay. So that's the first story that is like, oh my God. Hey, I'm David Plotz of Slate's Political Gab Fest. As another election season accelerates, it can be tricky to sort through all the noise in the news. Each week on the Gab Fest, John Dickerson, Emily Bazelon, and I decipher the headlines, break down the races, and tell you what issues really matter. We do not always agree. We definitely do not always agree. But we always deliver thoughtful debate, and we always have a good time. So subscribe to Slate's Political Gap Fest. New episodes every Thursday. The second one is this one, folks. Let me bring your attention back to what it is that House Republicans are doing. And again, we talked about this last week, Friday, which is that media, once again, is portraying the midterm elections as some type of horse race, some type of sporting event, as opposed to the existential crisis that it is for our democracy. You know, I can recall sitting in my middle school auditorium 
all gathered in to watch Schindler's List. And I remember watching this film with my classmates and thinking to myself, how could this possibly happen? It's just the question that kept going through my head. How do you allow your neighbors, store clerks, friends to be carted off and murdered by the state? How do you honestly just go about your day and think that this is an absolutely crazy and outrageous? There was a scene in Schindler's List that I remember so vividly because I only watched that film once. This was not something that much like Roots, much like other really gut-wrenching stories about world history, violence, pain that like I can only stomach so much as a deep empath. But there was a scene that I remember, which was um, people walking around the streets of Germany and there was flakes coming down from the sky. And initially people thought that it was snow. It wasn't. It was the ashes coming from the crematoriums and the gas chambers that the Germans were using to murder 6 million Jews. It was this scene where you saw people kind of going about their day to day. And then you see all of these flakes that are coming down, but you see, they weren't melting when they were hitting the ground because it was ashes, human ashes that were coming down from the sky. So as I'm watching the scene as a young person, again, the question in my head that no teacher could ever answer was how did this country allow this to happen? Well, how do you allow things to happen? Well, you don't make a big deal of it. It isn't a headline, right? It's just casual headlines about Germany and about Hitler taking over this country and the troops moving in here, but it isn't constant headlines about the threat, the violence, the terror, the killings, the rapes, the murders of babies that are happening each and every day. No, those weren't in the headlines. As a matter of fact, as Hitler was extinguishing the fucking Jewish population and the population of also academics and other undesirables, the New York Times was doing a fucking home and garden tour with Hitler. He likes long walks. He likes plants. That's how they were talking about him in American press and media as he was over in Germany setting up concentration camps. So how does this happen? Well, the media has to be complicit. That's how it happens. Well, Germany decided after World War II to have, to conduct the Nuremberg trials and to embed in their history this obscene point in time where heinous crimes against humanity were committed, that they embedded this in the history of the nation so as never to repeat it. There are monuments all over Germany to the Holocaust 
as a consistent reminder. Well, as we watch our democracy die, as we wake up every day to headlines that do not convey the gravity of the situation that the United States and by virtue the world is in. Because I continue to say, and I tweet, and I record this. Has anybody thought about what happens when Republicans not only take over Congress, but take over the presidency and that the United States is no longer a democracy, but realigned in this new formulated axis of evil? with Russia, with Hungary, with the fucking Mussolini light over in Italy? Has anybody thought about what would have happened in World War II had the United States been forced into war in order to stop Hitler? What would have happened? It wouldn't have been 6 million. Maybe it would have been 12. Maybe they would have never stopped. Maybe there would be no Jewish person, right, living today, which is what Hitler wanted. If there had been no United States to gather up our fucking allies and take that motherfucker out. Has anybody thought about what it looks like when America is no longer in the game of democracy and human decency and human rights. When we're actually the ones that are setting the pace for just how many rights that you can take away, just how you can utilize your military in a way to beat back dissension, and that they are taking the pages from the books of China and Iran and other places to oppress people and depress people in a way that we no longer cease to be a nation of liberty and freedom. And look, you think I don't know that America is imperfect beyond imperfect? I'm a black queer woman in America. I know all too well. But the reality is, is that we are the closest in the world to that idea of democracy that we try and perfect with each and every generation. So how is it that at this point in time, 70% of Americans believe that our democracy is at stake? We've been identified in 2021 for the first time in the history of the United States since backsliding democracies have been identified that we are now a backsliding democracy, but then 60% of the country is looking around and saying, ah, but gas prices are too high and the cost of food is too high. So I'm going to go with Republicans that do what exactly? Not a fucking thing to help you and never have. But instead of once again, identifying the villain for what the villain is trying to do, you have Democrats stumbling, fumbling the fucking ball. That was given to them literally by Republicans when they decided to overturn 50 year fucking precedent with Roe v. Wade. Now, all of a sudden, white women are like, eh, well, I guess taking away my rights to an abortion and bodily autonomy is not so bad because my gas prices are so high. I think that that's more important and that's the way that I'm going to fucking vote. 
You know what I need right now? I need white Americans to vote in a way that isn't so goddamn self-centered and think that they are going to be protected by virtue of their whiteness. I guess so. If you do what millions of Germans did, which was just, you know, close your mouth, close your eyes and align yourself with Hitler in order to protect your own ass. I guess that that will be the way. Until all of a sudden you're somehow identified by a neighbor, by a friend, by a family member that says, no, no, no. Right? I saw them sending a letter to this person. I saw them giving money to this person. They're the enemy of the state. And then they come and lock your ass up as well. Or worse. What Republicans are coming after right now is low-hanging fruit. Fruit that they think that nobody gives a fuck about. That's how they start. Until they get to the place where they're coming for you. Martin Neomoller, folks, the poem, first they came for. So here's the thing that Republicans are doing right now that, again, is not getting the national attention that it needs. Because the fucking media just follows the bouncing ball that Republicans throw out. Oh, Democrats don't want Biden on the trail. Let's do 85 stories about that as opposed to all of the fucking anti-LGBT, anti-women, anti-black fucking bills that Republicans are putting out. Let's talk about whether or not Democrats like Biden. Are you fucking dumb? So here we are. House Republicans have introduced legislation, and this I am reading from NPR, that some critics are describing as a, quote, national don't say gay bill. And this is what they are seeking to do. The measure was introduced by Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana, has 32 Republican co-sponsors. And this is what the piece, this piece of shit says. Quote, the Democratic Party and their cultural allies are on a misguided crusade to immerse young children in sexual imagery and radical gender ideology. The bill called the Stop the Sexualization of Children Act aims to prohibit the use of federal funds to develop, implement, facilitate, or fund any sexual oriented program, event, or literature for children under the age of 10 and for other purposes. But listen to this. The language in the proposed legislation lumps together topics of sexual orientation and gender identity with sexual content such as pornography and stripping. Because you see, what Republicans have always thought of the LGBTQ community and why their fucking savior, Reagan, decided to let, you know, tens of thousands of gay people die in the 1980s from the HIV AIDS crisis is that they've always thought that we are somehow marked by the devil, that we are just in one big sexual cabal trying to take up children, steal them from their parents and turn them gay. Funny enough, these same motherfuckers are the ones that didn't do dick when it came to the Catholic church and them actually sexualizing tens of thousands of children over the course of years. They don't pay fucking taxes right? Religiously exempt and have all the goodwill in order to be able to perversely brutalize and abuse your fucking children. Tell me when there has been a case, right? Where there has been, oh, a drag queen reading a story to your children that has somehow turned into abuse. No, it has been at the hands of these organizations that are lifted up by conservatives that somehow, somehow end up in sexual abuse scandals. Looking at you, Boy Scouts, 
And you see the foolishness, the fuckery that is inside of the Republican brain would have you believe that if you are sexualizing children of the same sex and somehow you are gay, no, you are not. You are a fucking predator, right? Much in the same way that they don't know how a woman's body works or how pregnancy works. They actually don't know how fucking predators work, which they should because their entire fucking party is filled with them. The bill complains that some school districts have implemented sex ed programming for kids under 10 and that many newly implemented sexual education curriculums encourage discussion of sexuality, sexual orientation, transgenderism, and gender ideology as early as kindergarten. Let me tell you something. Books, literature, that talks about different types of families, that talk about different types of feelings, that allow children at an age-appropriate reading to understand themselves and the world around them is not sexualized. Do you know what is sexualized? Fucking baby onesies in stores that say lady killer, right? The oppressive nature that heteronormativity places in our shopping aisles, in our school system. What we are looking to do, those that believe in equity and justice, is to create a society where all people are accepted as they are, not as you perceive them to be or as you tell them that they should be. It is about dignity and fucking respect. Gagging children, however, and telling them that they can't talk about who their families are or who they are or as they identify and criminalizing them because of it is what actual abuse fucking looks like. When we see the numbers of LGBTQ suicides going through the roof, which they have always been higher than the national average, that is what fucking child abuse looks like. Denying children gender-affirming care, health care and recognition of who they are, that is what abuse looks like. Throwing parents in jail for wanting to affirm and love their children for who they are and not who you want them to be, that is what child abuse looks like. Enrolling your child in a Church program that would beat the gay out of them and tell them that they are worthless if they don't embrace heteronormativity is what the fuck abuse looks like. Allowing administrators and teachers to discriminate and demean children who are asking for dignity and respect in the classroom by virtue of identifying them by the pronouns that they use is what abuse looks like. So you tell me why the fuck. Democrats just can't say that. Here's what abuse looks like and list out all of the ways that the Republican Party is not only harming LGBTQ children, but you know, instead of giving them, I don't know, gun safety policy, we're giving you DNA kits. You want to talk about the party of child abuse? Look no further than the Republican Party. And all of the sex traffickers and offenders that they wrap their arms around. 
Fundamentally, we are trying to create a society that respects and shows dignity for all people, not just the people you fucking like. So the fact that we cannot articulate that truth to the American public very clearly. And let me tell you something. I am not in the business of not all Republicans. If you identify with today's Republican Party, if you proudly rock that R, then you are a fucking racist. You are a homophobe. You are a transphobe. You are an Islamophobe. You are not a patriot. You are a white nationalist. Period. Point fucking blank. Because I don't see Marjorie Taylor Greene or these other motherfuckers part and parceling and saying not all Democrats. No. When they get up on a microphone, they say that Democrats are trying to kill us. Funny, because they're the only ones that are putting crosshairs over the faces of their Democratic opponents. I don't see any language or hear any language that Democrats use that look to paint their Republican opponents as their enemy at war. I see only one fucking party doing that. So let's just tell the truth. I say this all the goddamn time. It's not that hard. Do not waste your time contorting yourself into a place to say not all Republicans and there are some good Republicans. No, there are not. They are all part of the same fucking poisoned orchard. That when they have their way, this country will look worse than it did in 1950. They are trying to create a climate of desperation that will turn neighbor against neighbor in order to be able to pick up the little crumbs that the 1% will leave behind. This is not the fucking country that we want. And it's only heading in one direction, and it's because of the Republican Party. So if you are not identifying them, as the villains, as the enemies of democracy, the enemies of progress, the enemies of family, of freedom, and of love, then what are you doing? You're wasting my fucking time and the very little time that we have left to save our democracy. Hey there, I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll love. The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics hosted by Ashanti Goler, the president of Emerge. BGG is the one-stop shop for women of color who want to hear and talk about the world of politics. Join Ashanti this season as she talks to incredible women of color who are changing the face of politics and tackling some of the most important issues facing the United States. From reproductive justice to voting rights to climate change and more. Tune in every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, we are not in a good place. We haven't been in a good place probably since Obama left office, right? Let's all just be clear. But the problem of the Obama presidency is this. We didn't create the pipeline, the megaphone. We didn't start to institutionalize the ideas of progress and justice for all. We didn't tell people to go run at the school board level, to go run at the city council level, right? We made, Democrats made folks believe that, oh, everything happens at the national level. No, if we had it in our mind to have the national type of takeover that Republicans are instituting now and have been doing, blanketing the country over the last couple of decades, if we use the power and the megaphone that Obama had while we were in office to get good people 
to run for office at the state and local level, to introduce curriculum and policies, right, that couldn't be stripped away. We wouldn't be here right now. But we were too busy patting ourselves on the back in the early 2000s saying, oh, we're post-racial. Oh, we did it. We didn't. And now we're in the fight for our fucking lives. So my call to action to all of you, I know that you are registered to vote. I know many of you have probably already early voted in your states. What I need you to do with the time, the treasure and the t- treasure and the talent that you have is get as many young people to vote in this midterm election. Get your kids to call their friends, get them to do TikToks about it, get them to connect. I need as many older people, right? To tell them that Republicans take over power. Guess what you're losing? Social security and Medicaid, because those are the two big entitlements that they are coming for. They're telling you that you're too expensive, that the years and decades that you poured into our economy, you're never going to get back. They're going to pocket it instead. Wake people up. Do what you can with what it is that you have. If we all did that, then we stand a fighting chance. And right now, that's what we need. Fighters, warriors for justice. Reminding ourselves that we, dear friends, are the real patriots. We are the ones that are defending democracy, that are defending this country, but we can't do it with lip service alone. We need to put action behind our words. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.